That guy with the mustache. Ha! Ah, you mean the king of second bananas? Hey, that's Luigi. Show him a little respect. Look at that pale skin. He's been living in his brother's shadow for too long. That's a low blow, Colonel. Ah, face it, Snake. Once a kid brother, always a kid brother. Colonel, what's gotten into you? Lolly Lule Lo. Lolly Lule Lo. Lolly Lule Lo. Colonel, snap out of it. Colonel! Colonel! Alright troops, welcome to episode 34 of the Tidal Hack Podcast, I'm your man Chris Scullion, and friends, I am a broken man. Well, part of me is, my finger specifically, and it's not even broken, it's cut. Um, as those of you who have been following me on Twitter will know, uh, I had a bit of an accident a few days ago. Um, I was basically got in a fight with a set of hedge trimmers and the hedge trimmers won, uh, cut open my ring finger on my left hand uh completely severed uh nerve so no oh, fun times uh so as my finger is healing um, i'm not allowed to write or type or anything like that which is why we've resorted back to the trusty old podcast uh which which i'm sure people will be happy enough with so podcasts and video commentaries and stuff until the finger heals up i'm afraid which is as well that it's happened now and didn't happen a number of months ago because I would have been working on my book at the time, which I am now, uh, since the last podcast, I have finally officially revealed. Uh, the secret project that I used to go on about ages and ages ago is now finally known. It is the NES Encyclopedia, the uh, a list, a guide to every game ever released for the Nintendo Entertainment System in the West. Um, so that's uh, 714 uh, officially licensed games um, and another 160 odd um, unofficial games so you're talking close to 800 and, I think it's 874 or something like that I can't remember the exact number but um, a lot of games basically um, in one big book and I've, this is the book I've always wanted to do I, I wrote a big thing about it on the website you can still go and find it on tyrolhack.com um, about why this is the book that I've always wanted to do all my life and I've finally done it, I've finally written it um, and it's coming out in March so hopefully if any of you like my writing style uh, or the writing style I did in O&M um, then hopefully this is your kind of book and if the NES isn't for you um, that's fine it's, it's, a, it's an ancient system, I get that uh, but at the same time if you've got even a passing interest in even learning about games that you maybe didn't think you had an interest in before, um, if you're not too fussed about the NES library, um, I would still recommend you buy it. I mean, obviously I would because I wrote it. But um, the deal I've got with the publisher is that if it sells a set target that we've both agreed on, uh, which will remain confidential, um, we'll then get started on a Super Nintendo book. And then if that does well enough, we'll then get started on a Mega Drive book. And then go on and on and on and, and until all going well, it just becomes an endless series, uh, depending on how well they sell. For all we know, this could be the start of my what people know me for. Do you know what I mean? I, I could be the guy who writes the, the game encyclopedias from now on, um, depending on how well these books do. So that's the hope. That's the dream. Um, 
and that they sell well enough that I can that that can become my job eventually at some point. But we'll see. I still a way away. Uh, the, the important thing is at the moment the book is currently in the editing and laying out stage. Uh, it's a massive book. It's something like one hundred eighty thousand words. Uh, which is longer than the first two Harry Potter books combined, so there's a lot of editing still to be done, and that's why it's not ready yet. Um, then someone needs to lay it all out. I put two sample pages up on the site, imagine that, but over 270 pages, um, covering 800 and odd games, so there's a lot, a lot, 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 lot of stuff still to do uh, before the book's ready for release, but uh, the hard bit, which was writing, the research and the writing, that's all done, it's all submitted, um, so now we just play the waiting game. I'm just waiting for the pages to get back to me so that I can approve them. And with the publisher, White Owl, who are kind of affiliate, well, kind of offshoot of uh, Pen and Sword Books, they um, they seem like a nice bunch. They and they seem like they've got the head screwed on. The guy, uh, John, who I work with, he uh, cares about this. He was a follower. He followed me on Twitter originally. Um, this all started when I tweeted. Um, Ages ago, I'd, 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 be, I'd had talks with other publishers about putting together an NES book, and they mostly got to like the boardroom stage uh, until it got to the point where some sort of chairman who didn't get video games shot it down and says, No, this isn't, this, no one cares. Um, so I got quite frustrated and got to the point where I did a tweet one day just saying to any of my followers who have actually had books published, what, what did you do? How did you do it? Did you need to have a finished. Uh, manuscript before anyone would take it on or anything like that and John who followed me on Twitter already got in touch and says I work for a publisher send me the pitch sent me the pitch and the next day they'd, they'd agreed to it and, and the rest is history that was just over a year ago um, and now they've got the book and they're ready to lay it out and it's a good company they've, they usually they used to specialise in military books uh, which obviously is nothing like video games but um, they've been doing it for decades, and, and the important thing there is that that means they've got uh, they've got distribution channels in place, and they they partner with lots of big bookshops and stuff. So this means that when this book comes out, you'll be able to. This isn't like a and not try to disparage it. There, there is a similar book like this that some people kind of directed me to when I announced this, which I wasn't actually aware of until um, a, a couple of weeks uh, ago. Uh, there's a book like this, um, but. From what I can gather, that's um, it was it was maybe crowdfunded or it was either way it's self-published and to an extent. Uh, this one has full th- th- this is, th- I'm, uh, because I'm because of the publisher I'm dealing with. This will have full distribution uh, to a large number of areas, so um, you'll be able to buy it on Amazon, no problem. You'll be able to go into Waterstones, no problem. If you're in America. Uh, you'll be able to go into Borders, if you're Canadian you'll be able to go into Chapters, you'll be able to basically go into any major bookshop and buy this book or get it ordered uh, in, so there'll be enough distribution for it that you'll be able to get it. They've also got a big marketing team so we're hoping to try and get it in other places that might not necessarily always sell books, so maybe in game or maybe in HMV or something like that, So, but that's that's a long way away, that's a long way off. The important thing for now is um, if you want this book, you'll be able to get it fairly easily, so don't worry about that. Um, unless it sells out, but I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> it's not like the NES Mini. It's, 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 I think it's going to. I'm hopeful it'll sell well because, um, and if not, I'm hopeful that word of mouth will will kind of pick up the momentum so that when it gets when we hopefully touch wood. That was me touching wood there. Uh, the desk, nothing crass. 
Um, hopefully, if we get to a second and third book and people then pick those up, they'll enjoy them. They'll enjoy them enough that they'll go back and pick up the books that they missed and, and word of mouth will spread to like, hey, have you read these books? They're really good, etc., etc. So that's the hope. Um, and yeah, so I'm quite happy with it. It's 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 um, it's been a monumental task. I'm really uh, chuffed with it. Um, I'm already kind of been playing. SNES games again in my, in my free time just to kind of uh, prepare for the possibility of doing a SNES book. You know, I, mean, I don't want to, um, I don't want to jinx it by getting prepared for it. But at the same time, if if I get the nod to to go ahead with the second book, I'd like to kind of have a head start on catching up on the games that I might not be as familiar with. Obviously, I know a lot about uh, Nintendo gaming in general, but there's still areas of my knowledge that are a bit weak, like kind of. Uh, the RPG side of things and all that so that's what I've been doing that's what I had been doing in my spare time until the old finger accident and that's where we are now um, so yeah just like, that's the book I'll, I'll obviously talk about it a bit more nearer the time I'll talk about how um, I put it together and all the kind of the challenges I found and uh, especially the unlicensed bit at the back um, that is more of a kind of Mad Max style wasteland at the back of the book where it's like how do you, at least with the officially licensed games, there's a definitive list of 714 games that collectors uh, collect and all that, so it's pretty easy to get a definitive list there, but how do you get a definitive list of unlicensed games? Uh, so the rules I, I basically came to were they had to have been released on uh, NES-compatible cartridge, and I'm not counting Famicom stuff here or any weird kind of Chinese stuff. It had to have been released on a cartridge that could have been played on the NES in any region, so that includes Brazil, and places like Brazil had a lot of kind of bootlegs. Um, well, on unlicensed games, I should say. That's rule one, is that it had to have been released on a cartridge. Rule two is I wasn't counting, for the most part, I wasn't counting those multi-pack games, because there's a million of these 20 and 1, 401, 50 and 1 NES cartridges that just have a load of existing games. No one wants to read about that. That's just boring. Because um, that's just a million entries saying, here is a game that has 50 games in it, including Super Mario Bros. Blah, blah, blah. No one cares. So I didn't count those. Um, they couldn't be uh, rip-offs or hacks of existing games. Uh so in other words, like you, you can get like fake Sonic the Hedgehog five on the NES or or some fake Super Mario World type thing. Those didn't count either. I wasn't counting hacks or bootlegs like that. All just proper unlicensed games. So that's came a list of around one hundred and sixty odd, and that's that's what's in the book. So there's a lot of thought going into it um, to stop me going entirely mad. But there we go. Um, so yeah, like I say, I'll talk more about that in the future. But let's move on to some gaming news um, news that just dropped last night just bef- uh, before I recorded this podcast uh, the Wall Street Journal reports that there's a new Switch coming um, as in a kind of upgraded version of the Switch uh, they said that it's too early to tell what changes there's going to be but it sounds like it's going to be compatible with existing Switch games and that maybe they'll just improve the screen or something like that it's essentially like a, a DSi type situation or a a new 3DS type situation. What I would say is be cautious at this point. There's a lot of sites reporting this as fact now because the Wall Street Journal have said it. But as credible a uh, publication as the Wall Street Journal is, they have been wrong in the past. Um, I remember, I've remembered times have been wrong in the past. Um, when the Switch was still the NX and people didn't know a lot about it. 
they did an article saying that it would be able to play all Nintendo's mobile phone titles uh, because it would run Android and would be able to play all their mobile games. Um, they said that uh, right after the Animal Crossing game came out on mobile, they said Zelda was going to be the next game on mobile. That didn't happen. And even earlier this year, they said that there'd be no, there would be no Switch 2.0 uh, and, and Nintendo was focusing on making peripherals for it, like new Joy-Cons and stuff like that instead. So, um, and now they're saying something different. So, all I would say is that, as as not obvious, but as as natural an idea as it sounds, that Nintendo would improve its hardware going forward, I would be wary of um, saying it's a hundred percent fact until Nintendo themselves come out and say it, because. Um, like most publications, Wall Street Journal's record is not 100% when it comes to reporting Nintendo rumour. Um, so there's every possibility that um, that's not going to actually happen. It could, but it could not, so don't get too pumped. And if it does happen, I would imagine it's not going to be an enormous... Um, ideally, in an ideal world, um, I would like... Um, let me see, uh, maybe 4K output or something like that. Just some, just more powerful. And I mean, I don't mean like actual proper 4K, like Xbox One X. I mean just like an ability to upscale to 4K, um, that sort of thing. Uh, nothing, nothing too over the top. Um, stuff like that. Uh, slightly more powerful, so that it can handle old Switch games, but can also handle new games and upscale them up. Similar to what the Xbox One X does, that it can still play original Xbox game, Xbox One games, and if you have an original Xbox One, you can still buy all the games that come out for it. They just look better on the X. That's what I'm hoping for. Nothing too drastic, so that... You know, I don't want a situation where, like you had with the new 3DS, where some games could only be played on the new 3DS, like Xenoblade, and so if you had a normal 3DS, you weren't, you weren't allowed to play it anymore. I don't want anything like that. I just want something where the games scale up, um, so that the, the, the Super Switch, or whatever you want to call it, can handle... Um, existing games and make them look better but anyone who's happy with their normal Switch can still get all the games that come out Just they'll just be slightly less graphically impressive that's my hope uh, so nothing too drastic, just a wee, kinda, a wee kick up the pants for its uh, processing power would be nice so yeah um, also last week or the week before Telltale Games closed down or a number, the vast majority of the staff were laid off and the company's ready to close down um, and a lot of the response, obviously a lot of response was, as it should be, lots of people saying, oh, I feel terrible for the staff, because a lot of them were working up to, like, dickhead o'clock the night before without being told it had happened, and came into work the next day and get told, no, you've got five minutes to piss off, um, which is pretty shambolic way to treat your customers, uh, your customers, sorry, your staff. Um, reminded me of the way... Uh, although I got to serve a notice period, because that's a law in the UK, but I remember when CVG shut down, they... Uh, basically moved, future moved offices from one part of London to the other part. Um, so we had to kind of pack up everything uh, at CVG, move everything in, bo- in boxes, move all, all the way over to this, these new headquarters. And then two days later, we were told, right, you're done. I said, well, you could have told us that a week ago and we wouldn't have been moving all this shit about. Um, but yeah, that's, that's by the by. <laughs> the important thing just now is Telltale, uh, the, the staff didn't even get that. Courtesy, they, they were told, clear your desks, now get out, um, which is pretty shambolic. Um, but yeah, so, so a lot of the response was pretty 
acceptable kind of oh what a shame that's a disgrace I feel for them blah 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 but some people were moaning because the Walking Dead series isn't over yet uh, the Telltale story the Telltale versions of the Walking Dead isn't finished yet and moaning about oh I can't believe we want our money back and we not get to finish this but calm yourselves like, I, know, I, don't, I don't imagine a lot of people listening to this are of that mindset but um, there's a time and a place for that sort of thing and um, especially a lot of staff were getting harassed about it. The staff that now technically no longer work for Telltale were now getting, still getting hassled saying, well, what about the games you were working on? What's happening to them? It's like, well, who gives a fuck? That's, that's what happens to them. Yes, it's annoying. It's frustrating that things don't always get finished. And for what I understand, there's still kind of talks ongoing to try and get chapters three and four, the last two chapters finished and released. Um, but, as frustrating as it can be when some things don't get finished, that's that's life. That's just tell it to a Shenmue fan who's only just now finally getting the trilogy of that uh, coming to an end. Like for for years we've we had Shenmue one and two, and Shenmue three was never happening, and the story never ended. Um, tell it to the billions of fans of the Super Mario Brothers movie, <laughs> which ends with Daisy uh, coming back and saying. Come on, we need to save the day again, and it never happened because the movie was a piece of old dicks. Um, and yeah, so so the, sometimes it happens. Sometimes a uh, story begins and never ends, and that's just the way life goes. Like uh, the the Mummy film with Tom Cruise on it was supposed to be the start of a big Universal Monsters extended universe like Marvel has, but I don't see that happening anytime soon. They're not going to make another twenty horror movies uh, since the Mummy died on its arse. It's just that's life. Uh, the 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 fact the sad fact of the matter is, Telltale stretched its resources out, um, stretched its staff to breaking point, um, and wasn't getting enough, um, it wasn't getting enough money back to justify uh, the decisions it was making. Uh, it was stretched too thin, uh, and kind of continued using this ancient game engine that, by all accounts, was about to be improved, about to be replaced with a new one, but it was too little, too late, and. Ultimately, if something doesn't sell enough, then the company's going to struggle, and that's what happened. And um, yeah, like I say, there's been talks now apparently to have another company take over and try and get as many of those staff as possible to finish chapters three and four. But every day that goes by, that's looking less and less likely because those staff, they're not just sitting there waiting for, hoping that this is going to happen. They're off looking for other jobs and stuff, so there's going to be fewer and fewer ex-Telltale staff sitting about waiting to finish this game off. Um, so yeah, it's a lousy situation, but that's it. Just, the focus should be on making sure that staff get jobs and they don't um, end up uh, fucked over by this. I mean, they already are, but the, the, their families don't get... Uh, any extra unnecessary stress and that their bills still get paid and they still have a roof over their heads and stuff like that that's more important than whether uh, whether the characters in your video game survive to the end or not uh, one step at a time so yeah, that's about it, that's the news there's not been a hell of a lot going on, I mean there has been but I've not really been keeping tra- track of it I've kind of gone off gaming news these days I'd, I've, um, it's, just, it's just too much I know it's not clickbait, but there's just too much focus on on the behind the scenes kind of stuff these days, which I don't like. I never did like. Um, I go into this business to write about the actual games, and I don't really care about who's the CEO of what company and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I obviously care about big things like that Telltale closure, but 
other stuff doesn't really interest me. I'd rather let the games speak for themselves, and I'd rather speak for myself about the games. So, sorry, I, I don't really have a lot of um, not been keeping tabs too much on what's been going on behind the scenes in gaming, but that's just doesn't interest me. I'm sorry. Uh, so there we go. So that's, that's all I've got <laughs> basically in terms of news. Um, right before my finger slice, I was playing the Capcom Beat 'Em Up bundle, which is fantastic. It's basically got seven games. I believe it's seven games, uh, old beat 'em ups, which is one of my favourite genres, but just is now dead these days. Uh, the arcade beat 'em up, where you just go from one uh, location to the next, kicking the shit out of everyone. Uh, Final Fights on there, which is a classic, one of the best, um, not the best. Streets of Rage Two is still the best in my eyes. Uh, Final Fight is designed. You can tell Final Fight. You could put Final Fight next to Streets of Rage Two, and you can tell which one's the arcade game because Final Fight is designed to make you die quite a lot and lose money basically so you can keep pumping money into it uh, but at least this version has unlimited uh, continues so you can kind of slowly work your way through it uh, so it's not quite as jippy as, as the arcade uh, one originally was but yeah there's six more like it um, I only got half the way through the second one and then the accident happened so I'm going to have to wait until uh, I heal up before I can finish that and finish the review. Same deal with NBA 2K19, which I started playing. Uh, I love the story mode in those games every year, but um, obviously, as has been reported quite a lot, every every year it's been getting worse and worse in terms of microtransactions um, to the point where it's basically jamming it down your throat every two minutes. So this one, I've only got as far as the prologue bit in the story mode where you're playing in China. Tiny bit racist. Um, I think <laughs> just playing it I was a bit uncomfortable but um, other than that it seems okay so far but again it starts you off with terrible stats and expects you to drop a fortune on it to get your stats, stats up to anything half decent otherwise grind the shit out of it so that's unfortunate but we'll again once the finger heals I can probably get back into it uh, I was also playing FIFA 19 but FIFA's FIFA it's, it seems fine um, all good, but yeah, no more gaming for a wee while yet. So I've, I've cracked the Wii out. Uh, actually, one of the questions that someone asked me was, Martin stuff was asking, what's the perfect game that can be played one-handed, uh, given my current state. Um, I cracked the Wii out and got all the Wii light gun games out again. Uh, so I've been playing House of the Dead Overkill and House of the Dead Two and Three Return on the Wii, uh, and Resident Evil Umbrella Chronicles and Dark Side Chronicles and Dead Space Extraction. And, uh, the oh, Sega brought out those two really weird ones, the LA uh, Machine Gunners type game. That's one as well. I've not stuck that on yet. Uh, See, so yeah, I've been playing those because I can keep my uh, injured hand elevated while using my, the Wii remote on my good hand just normally. Uh, so that's what I've been playing <laughs> recently. Old Wii games. I'm going to do a video, actually, a video compilation of, of the best Wii light gun games just to have something to do and put on the site. I'm going to do that in a bit. Uh, let me know in the comments if you'd like that. Um, but yeah, so that's that's life. I'll go on to the questions, the old Q&A. Uh, Liam Robertson asks, which dormant Nintendo series would you like to see brought back on Switch? Um, I would very much like to see... Well, he says dormant, so I'm assuming that doesn't mean stuff like Star Fox and F-Zero, because everyone... F-Zero's dormant, but everyone knows about that. Everyone goes with them. If I want to go obscure, um, and in this state of mind, I do want to go obscure... Uh, not even massively obscure, Excite Bike. I'd like a new Excite Bike. Uh, but I'd, I actually, I'd like a new Excite Truck. Uh, because Excite Truck was fantastic. And Excite Bots in particular, which only came out in America, but we uh, ended up importing it at O&M in preparation for it coming out in Britain, and it never did. Uh, which was annoying. 
Um, Excitebox is fantastic. It's just it's a mental. It's version of it's like Excite Truck where you race around and uh, you, you, you're um, you're not ranked on what place you finished in. That's part of it, but it, it's, it goes by how many stars you get in a race, and you get stars for loads of different things. So. What, what the place you finish in gets you X number of stars, but then also when you're driving about, sometimes a goal will appear and a football will appear on top of your car and you've got to kick the ball into the goal as you drive around or you've got to throw a custard pie at a target or uh, throw darts at things. And there's, there's just loads of really weird things that come out your car all the time. It's like a big robot car you're driving. Um, it's insane, but it's brilliant fun. Uh, so I, I wouldn't mind Excitebots coming to the Switch. That's my... Uh, dormant series I'd like to see oh and Wave Race as well obviously um, Overcast Gamer says what feature in gaming do you see as a repeat offender and feel needs to go he says auto fail stealth sections can get out I agree with that I hate stealth sections in games um, especially games that aren't supposed to be stealth games uh, they can all die in a fire because I just don't like stealth games um, I'm impatient I'm a very impatient gamer so I don't like stopping and having to wait um, so when that gets added to a game that isn't primarily a stealth game, that really pisses me off. It's kind of like when Goldeneye had the escort missions when you had to guide people. It's like, well, no, I want to go about and shoot people. I don't want to slowly stand next to someone. Well, well, I don't want to stand next to someone while they slowly type out a password into a computer while loads of guards just come one at a time. I want to be like exploring and shooting things. Um, so yeah, I agree with that. I also don't like... Um, I don't obviously loot boxes need to go. That's that's a that's a given, um, and I don't like. Um, this is a really ob- obscure, not obscure, but it's a really specific one. I don't like racing games when if you fail the race and you choose restart, it reloads the entire thing, um, and this is just down to the way the game handles the data. But uh, for me, the most satisfying racing games are ones where you're doing a big race and you realise I'm never going to win this, I'm, I'm fucked here. You pause and hit restart and you're immediately back on the starting line. But some games you pause and hit restart and it loads the entire thing again. You're sitting for ages waiting to restart. Uh, so that's a repeat offender, I think. But again, that's very niche. That's a pretty obscure thing to complain about, but there you go. Um, Paul Wilcox says, Switch is my first Nintendo console since the GameCube, so I've missed out on Wii, Wii U, DS, etc. Have Nintendo always made simplistic limited operating systems? Switch OS version 6 is still so basic it makes no effort to offer personalization options. Will they build on it eventually? Um, I want to say yes. I don't know for sure. I mean, in terms of whether Nintendo always makes simplistic operating systems, it really depends on... Um, it just depends on the system, really. Um, the Wii was simplistic at first. They had the kind of channels menu, but they added folders and stuff later on. Um, from what I can remember, was that the Wii or was that the Wii U? Wii U, they definitely added folders to that. Um, maybe that's what I'm thinking of, I don't remember. Uh, but yeah, it was it was quite simplistic. Certainly the Wii had no scope for personalisation other than the ability to drag and drop the icons however you saw fit. Uh, same deal with the Wii U, didn't really have a lot of personalisation. 3DS though, started out basic and bare bones but then added themes. Um, a theme shop where you can buy themes and, and upgrade and by all accounts they're still adding them to Japan uh, the Japanese eShop has loads of 3DS themes and they could do quite well there and given that in the settings menu for the Switch there's a themes menu that just says black and white at this point um, or dark and light or whatever it is I would imagine at some point in the future uh, the Switch will get more customization options and you'll be able to allocate your own theme to the to the main menu. Uh, I think it's a, it's a no-brainer. I, I would hope that's going to happen at some point. Um, 
it could even be the case that um, if they were clever about it, it could be that anyone who's subscribed to Nintendo Switch Online can get exclusive themes and stuff like that. So we'll see. Uh, similar to what happens with My Nintendo just now, you can get with the coins you collect to My Nintendo just now, you can get exclusive 3DS themes. Um, so I would like to see something like that for the Switch, just to give give it your own kind of personal feel, because it's it still it does feel quite. It doesn't feel very Nintendo just now. Uh, Nintendo systems have always had the kind of quirky, although not always open for customization. Their OSs have always had a kind of a quirkiness to them. Like you look at the Me, uh, the Me Channel and the Wii Shop music, and uh, just the fact that it was like a set of channels that you could pick up and move about, like a TV station and stuff. Um, this has always had that kind of quirkiness, uh, and the Switch doesn't have that quirkiness. It's it's quite. Uh, it's quite dry and quite um, emotionless. So yeah, I'd, I'd, I would like to for them to eventually build on that. Um, yeah. Sean Thomas asks, I'm not overly excited about any upcoming first party Nintendo releases bar the ones a long way off, Yoshi, Metroid and Bayonetta. Should, should I be excited for Pokemon or Animal Crossing as someone who's never played either? Pokemon's, Pokemon's one you probably should be excited for, especially this, especially Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee because... Um, they're designed for new players, basically. They're, they're aimed at people who enjoyed the Pokemon Go games, or even who didn't, um, and who are coming new to Pokemon for the first time. Um, if it was a new... I understand a lot of Pokemon fans want a new, proper, hardcore Pokemon game, but with every new version of that and more and more stuff getting added to it, it, it becomes more and more... Um, Intimidating for people who've never played Pokemon before to, to kind of set foot into this enormous game with fucking 12 million Pokemon to capture and, and enormous areas and EV training and all this kind of stuff. Um, while those people are maybe slightly iffy about the fact that there's a kind of bare bones Pokemon game coming out, it's not bare bones, it's, it's a remake of the originals essentially. Um, but that's a good thing because it means it gives people a chance to kind of wipe the slate, people who are new to it and have always wanted to get into it but were put off by how vast the scope is, uh, to kind of get an easy foot in on the series and go, right, okay, let's see what this Pokemon's all about and then next year when the proper one comes out or whenever it happens to be they can they now know enough about Pokemon that they're ready to take the step up into a more meaty, kind of full-on, hardcore Pokemon game. Um, so yeah, if, if you've never played a Pokemon game I think you should be excited about like from what I've gathered by people who have played a wee bit of Let's Go, uh, Pikachu and Eevee, uh, they're excited by it. Uh, they say it's a lot better than people may be thinking. Um, it certainly looks fantastic. I'm I'm well up for that one. I'm I'm excited for it. Um, so yeah, I think that Animal Crossing is a different one. If you've never played Animal Crossing, it's an acquired taste. A lot of people love it. A lot of people don't. You need to be the sort of person who um, enjoys a routine in their games and enjoys like having a daily because a lot of a lot about Animal Crossing is getting a daily routine going, uh, getting your bells and digging your fossils and uh, buying your clothes and all that kind of stuff. Um, Animal Crossing is a slightly different one, so the, I, I'm not saying you shouldn't be excited for it because it's one of the games I, I'm looking forward to more than anything else. Um, but it's an acquired taste. I would maybe recommend if you've got a DS or a 3DS, uh, grabbing a hold of one of those first just to see if you like it because uh, they'll be cheaper by now. Um, because I would imagine the Switch version will be like similar to those. I'd give those a go first and see. Uh, but yeah, there we go. Uh, Luke Baker asks, 
if I'm going to be selling any signed books when the book's out. We don't know yet. I'm looking at it. Uh, the book will be out end of March at some point. Um, they've sent me some uh, weird kind of plates. It's not actual plates. It's like it's like kind of weird sticky paper that I can sign that and send it back to them. So if people request signed books, they can somehow apply that on the book like a transfer kind of thing, uh, which is quite weird. But they're not sending me a lot of those, and I don't know how many people want signed books and how many is going to buy them direct from the publisher. Probably not a lot. So I don't know. We're looking at. Uh, how that could be done, whether I'm going to end up doing book tours or something, I don't know. Um, worst case scenario, I said this on Twitter earlier today, anyone who's bought the book, who's shown me that they bought the book, uh, will sort something out. I'll buy a big load of white, uh, sticky uh, stickers, <laughs> basically, um, and can sign those if need be, and, and send postals out to people and they can stick them in the in the book, which isn't ideal, but it's at least me signing something that then goes in the book so I don't know, it's, it's not ideal I'm, always, I'm quite iffy about signing them anyway because that's a, that's a thing that celebrities do and I'm about as far from that as you can get but I don't know, I get some people who want it's something I'm proud, of, proud to have written so I don't mind putting my name on it because it's, I'm, I'm, it's, it's the best thing I've ever done and I'm happy that people are happy and excited about it so in this occasion I'm happy to sign my name on it because I'm proud of doing it so yeah, so we'll see. We'll, we'll see what's happening. Uh, Rami asks, Dark Souls 1 remastered, flogging a deed dug or sprinkling the Nintendo magic on a timeless classic? Um, I don't think there's much Nintendo magic on it because obviously it's Bandai Namco that's doing it. So, um, I don't know. It's like a load of other kind of uh, third-party games that are getting ported over to the Switch. Uh, it's just a novelty being able to play them on the move, really. If, if it was... Um, if it was just a standard port, people would be like, "What's the point in this?" But it's 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 getting to play Dark Souls on the bus or in bed that I think people are excited about. So if people are up for it, fair play to them. But I don't think there'll be much Nintendo magic on it from what I can gather. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, you and James says, "Who's your favourite Smash Brothers character to play as?" See, I don't I don't play it at a serious level. I play it a hell of a lot, but I don't play it at a, a over the top serious competitive level, I don't like playing it online, I just like playing against the CPU um, so the characters I prefer to play as it's nothing to do with the way they actually fight, it's just the characters I like uh, so as a long time gamer I like playing as Ryu from Street Fighter and the Duck Hunt dog um, those are my favourite characters just because they're uh, very much old school and, and occasionally Rob as well I'm a big Rob fan um, but yeah, Ewan also asks do you think more boards will be added to Super Mario Party like Splatoon 2? Um, I doubt it uh, at least when before Splatoon 2 came out they, they kind of made made a big stink about the fact that they were going to be uh, updating it going forward with free content and all that, I don't see Super Mario Party getting new content, maybe a DLC paid DLC boards or something uh, but it certainly, I don't think it'll be free um, I think um, especially given that I don't think it was Nintendo that developed it first party um, it was maybe one of these ND Cube efforts or something like that uh, I need to properly look into it but I don't see I don't see it being updated beyond what's already there. Uh, personally, I, I, I'm happy to be proven wrong, but I think that's a one and done effort. Um, and you're going to get another Mario Party in a couple of years' time, and it'll just keep continuing. Um, but yeah, oh, my wife has just come back from her walk, uh, so I will wrap this up in a second. Do I come and speak in a podcast? She's still coming in. Um, but yeah. Hold on, let's give it a second. She's bringing the pram in, baby's here. 
I've still got a baby. Do you want to come and speak in the podcast? Sorry? Do you want to come and speak in the podcast? Oh, yeah. Yes. I'm nearly finished. Is she sleeping? Because <laughs> people, people have been asking if you're going to be making a comeback in the podcast, which is obviously difficult with a baby in that. <sighs> yeah, so you just in. Hello? You went shopping, didn't you? Yeah, I just went to see if Aldi had some good Halloween decorations, but they weren't that great. But I've got some tinsel ones that are quite cute. Good. Glad and to some hear. more baby stuff, because it's all baby stuff. Good. You've been playing any games recently? Uh, no. Have I? No. no. I didn't even play Forza, did I? I said I might have a go on it, but yeah. um, it's kind of hard at the moment. Yeah, it is. Um, good. All right, well, I'm just finishing off, so okay. it's all good. I'm just thinking I can walk up and I haven't, have I? No, I've really. got some books in the library. <laughs> Exciting times. Yeah, cool. I love that. All right, I'm going to finish this again. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, what else? I'm just going through the reader questions. Uh, you might be able to actually answer this one as well. Okay. Uh, Chewy Bitems was asking, what do you think on the NES Online? Know the fact that Nintendo's given NES games away with with the Switch now? Have you subscribed to their online? Mm-hmm. Oh, like I showed you? What do you think about it? Well, I haven't played it, but... Yeah, but that, just the general concept. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, it must be easier for most people who don't know how to download them and use the emulators, right? Yeah. Because then you just have a... It seemed like a good price from what you showed me. Yeah, plus it's legal. There's always that. Oh, right. Yeah. But I think people, <laughs> people are more concerned... If people are more annoyed that it's just NES games again and there's no Super Nintendo or N64. Yeah, but surely that's going to come. Like, have patience. Yeah, but patience isn't we... a thing that, ha- that exists these On the days. internet? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm a pretty impatient person and I would say that's pretty impatient if you expect everything from day one. That's not really fair, is it? Yeah. I mean, if you don't think it's a good enough value, then don't buy it. End up, you know, it's really not that difficult. Yeah. If you want to wait until... If you don't think it's a good enough value and it's a monthly thing until they have other games and just wait i'm sure they will put other stuff on there if the people who like nintendo games all get the subscription in order to get it they'll think it's worth putting other stuff on there right well you it's heard really it not that difficult you heard it here first calm your hams everyone hmm. calm your collective ham be patient well, people are too entitled nowadays people are too entitled there you go, go boom about that. people are too entitled <laughs> Mic drop. drop indeed. Um, so yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, that's Louise's verdict. Um, I agree. I'm I'm happy with that. I, I mean, as a man who's just written 180,000 words on NES games, uh, you're going to struggle to get me to complain about NES games oh, being put. Okay, uh, you're going to, you're going to struggle to get a man uh, who's written 180,000 words about the NES to complain about there being NES games. Uh, so I'm very happy to be playing them. Uh, and yeah, next week you've got Open Tournament Golf. Uh, a rare... Uh, actually, the only time that Princess Daisy... Boo! Boo! Scum! Uh, was seen on the NES. Uh, Super Dodgeball, from the people uh, who made River City Ransom, uh, Technos, and also Solomon's Key, which is a really difficult kind of puzzle platformer type thing. Uh, they're all coming next week, and they're kind of less well-known NES games, so... Hopefully people will try those out and see what they think of those. Um, but yeah, there you go. Well, I'm going to wrap up now because my daughter is home and I'm going to play with her when she wakes up. Uh, but thanks very much for listening. Uh, please keep it on tyrolthehack.com uh, for all your gaming goodness. Not so much written for the next couple of weeks. Well, I heal, but 
Um, expect more videos and maybe another podcast or two. Uh, some more VHS preservation tapes coming soon. Uh, just anything basically. I don't. I can only use one hand with and a mouse, and I don't need to talk or write much. I don't need to write much. I can talk. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, guys. I'll catch you on a flip flop with another episode very soon. Thanks. Bye bye.